Hi guys, today I bring you a very special episode. Today, I've decided to share a conversation I had as a part of an exciting series I recently produced in partnership with the U.S. Department of Commerce's MBDA FPC, KDM and Associates, Profiling Global Female Leaders. Today, you'll go into the mind of former CEO of eBay, Hewlett Packard, VP of Disney, and now the U.S. Ambassador to Kenya, a towering leadership giant. She shares her thoughts on the importance of changing narratives for brands, nation branding, gender dynamics in leadership, and so much more. What a privilege and an honor. But before I introduce you to Ambassador Whitman, let me share with you the very first Inside the Mind feature from a year ago with the brilliant brain and body expert Colin Skelton. I know how much you guys love this feature and I didn't get a chance to do it with my guest today because it was for a different pod. But you can go back to July of last year to hear the full episode with Colin. Let's see how I went inside Mr. Skelton's mind. <laughs> That's it. All right, here we go. Number one, coffee or tea? Ooh, do I have to choose one or the other? Yeah, you do, bro. You do. That's that's the game. That's the rules. All right. Um, let's go with tea. All right. Cold shower or warm shower? Ooh, cold shower. Japan or Russia? Japan. <laughs> Mm. Train or plane? Uh, nothing beats the view from a train. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Comedy or drama? I think I'm going to go with comedy there. Yeah. <laughs> Seafood, plants, or meat? Mm. I think plants are plants i'm gonna go with plants there mm-hmm. okay all right cool <laughs> and last one i know this is going to be the toughest for you okay the, the stage or audience <laughs> that's a tricky one because i like being in both places but i think at the end of the day the stage is uh, the sweet spot ambassador whitman welcome well, thank you very much. Happy to be here. Are you enjoying your time in Kenya? I am. It has been a bit of a whirlwind since I arrived on August 1st. And you might recall the elections here in Kenya that happen once every five years occurred on August 9th. So it was a, a fast and furious introduction to, to Kenya, to the United States government. But it's been um, fascinating and fun and interesting. It's been It's been a great experience so far. Yeah. One of the reasons why I was quite anxious to have you in our series is that your background, I mean, beyond being a female leader, you're just an extraordinary mind. And I have been interested in my sort of over a decade of studying women's leadership and how women approach innovation, growth, and strategy, and just how important it is to have women driving those things beyond the altruistic idea that women should be part of the workplace, women who are driving bottom line growth. I'd love for you to share your thoughts on just how important it is for us to focus in and hone on 
the idea of women being part of the strategy part of conversation and decision-making positions? Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, there are women leaders, there are male leaders, but I, I think, um, you know, women leaders, um, are, are, are particularly good at a couple of things. I think women leaders more naturally are all about consensus, you know, listen to everyone, pull a group together and, um, go forward together. And, um, you know, I think many, it's interesting. If you do a study of women leaders, I think around the world, you will find many of them played team sports as a girl. Um, yeah. you know, whether it's yeah. basketball or, you know, softball or whatever it happened to be. And, uh, and we learned a lot from that team sports, which is how to, how to function as a team. And I think many women, certainly me, really prefer to be part of a team, part of a group that moves forward together that, uh, you know, argues out all the different challenges, but ultimately comes to a common point of view, because then it's a whole lot easier to execute if you have involved people in the decision. Yeah, I mean, your background, you have quite a few positions where I think you were the first woman. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And do you find that there's a particular mindset that women leaders from across our, you know, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by our commerce's U.S. Department of Commerce and our trade and our MBDA uh, federal procurement division. And one of the things that we're seeing is that you know, mindset, you know, understanding sort of a universal mindset when it comes to approaching, you know, leadership, teamwork and dynamics. Is there any unique sort of insights you've learned over the years as a woman around the mindset you've taken for yeah. growth? Well, I have to say, I think, listen, it's hard to make generalizations, right? Because there are many different kinds of male leaders, many different kinds of female leaders. Sure. So maybe I'll sure. just say, you know, leadership in general, I think is that capacity to um, really first and foremost define the strategy. What are you trying to accomplish? Um, because you know that old saying, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And so, yes. and I always say that the right strategy alongside good execution gets you all the way home. The wrong strategy, even if you have perfect execution, you never are successful. Strategy yeah. trumps execution every time. So I think that ability to, to really define what you're trying to accomplish um, and then build consensus around that. Because when I worked at Bain & Company, which is a strategy consulting service, getting to the strategy was only half the battle, right? Yes. And so pulling people together so that there is joint ownership about what you're trying to get done um, really makes it a lot easier um, in any organization, whether it's the State Department or a company or an NGO. So I think that's yeah. important. The other thing I would say is, um, you know, the the people on your team are incredibly important. You know, you've heard the old adage, you know, get the right people on the bus. And I'm yes. such a believer on that. The right people in the right job at the right time with the right attitude um, is absolutely crucial. And that's a little more challenging in government than it is in business because, you know, here as the ambassador, my team was already here. Mm. And so you don't get much chance to to choose your team. So then it's really about how do you get the very best out of the people that that um you know have been assigned for very good reason to whatever their their job is. So it's all about the team and then getting the very best um bringing out the best in every single team member because everyone has something to contribute. You just have to figure Smart. out what that is sometimes. Yeah. Thank you. And then and finally, I'd like to know, you know, back in 1977, you did a paper on the marketing of the American <laughs> consumer products in Europe. And, you know, a large part of, I think, the challenges we face on the continent, having been here, 
you know, over a decade myself is positioning the story of the potential of Africa to the world, right? Yeah. And it, do you feel like you're having a 360 moment after writing that paper and then now <laughs> being in this position to help position Kenya and East Africa to the world? Yeah. Well, what I have learned over many, many years in different businesses is brand positioning. And importantly, what's the narrative that you're trying to cement about your product, your country, your uh, department, whatever. And uh, so, you know, just at this most recent American Chamber of Commerce Summit, um, the interagency economic team here put together, I think, a very good presentation called Why Africa? Why Kenya? And that is... I think a very powerful tool for everyone to use. It's quite widely distributed. It's on the website. Everyone's, you know, it's gone viral. Everyone's picking up and using pieces of it, but it changes the narrative on why Africa, why Kenya. And I think yes. this is a very compelling case about no matter where you are in the world, you need to start thinking about Africa. And then, you know, obviously here, because I'm the U S ambassador to Kenya, why Kenya is so well positioned. And it was fun at this presentation because Kenyans came up to me and said, I didn't even know that about Kenya. You know, I didn't know that, uh, you know, that was possible here. And I didn't know that there was precision manufacturing here. I didn't know, uh, that the jet to the debt to GDP ratio isn't out of line with India or Malaysia. So those kinds yeah. of things I think, are very helpful and having it all put into one place where everyone can access it, I think is, um, you know, part of what, what we hope we can do here at the embassy. I had a wonderful chat with, uh, Okendo Lewis Gale with these extraordinary group of entrepreneurs called the Harambians. And we were just really excited about, you know, your vision, your being able to apply your experience and background to the entire continent, not just East Africa, even though we understand that's your mandate. So we just want to thank you. I want to thank our sponsors at KDM for, you know, bringing us these series. And I just want to close with this, asking you if you have anything you'd like to share to the women leaders from across our U.S. Department ecosystem who are looking to do business in Africa. Any final comments to them? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think, you know, what I always say to women leaders is assume that you can do it. (laughs) You know, you go, (laughs) girls, just go do and um, have confidence. Um, And, you know, listen, what's the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't work out exactly as you'd hoped. And you're probably no worse off than you are today. And uh, so I just think really having confidence and laying out what you want to accomplish and then thinking about do you have the right people and the right strategy, I think, is is very, very important. And again, you know, I just think Africa has so much opportunity. It's clearly going to be the continent of the next 20 or 30 years. And I think Kenya has lots to recommend it. Um You know, whether that's for, you know, outsourcing of business process outsourcing or call centers or precision manufacturing or apparel manufacturing or modern agriculture or health, um, a big, you know, uh, industry, medical device industry here. I think there's lots of opportunities. And then, of course, you know, something that's close to my heart is Silicon Savannah, which is, you know, the beginning of Silicon Valley here in um, Kenya, which which they call Silicon Savannah. And, uh, you know, they've got all the ingredients here. And so if you're a tech executive, you know, really think hard about uh, bringing your product or service to Silicon Savannah. Ambassador Meg Whitman, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast series. Thank you.